St. Luke chapter 2. Beginning with verse 9. Reading from the English Standard Version. These are the words you find. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord, glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now I want you to go over to the book of Titus, if you would. Titus chapter 2. Verse 11. Beginning with verse 11, you find these words. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Amen. Amen. I, I want, just for a few minutes this morning, I know you're anxious to get back home, but I, I want us to celebrate before we get back home so that we can appreciate but I want to talk for a few minutes about moving Christmas beyond the season. Moving Christmas beyond the season. How wonderful would it be? How wonderful would it be if this same kindness and this same joy and this same feeling of peace that we feel on Christmas Day. How wonderful would it be if all year long, <laughs> if all year long we could experience this same kind of love, this same kind of peace, the same kind of goodwill toward all men. Oh, we say it all the time. We talk about Christmas all year long, but it's not true. We, we, would, we would, matter of fact, you would think I'd lost my mind if I broke out singing joy to the world in July. <laughs> but the truth is just as real in July. As it is in, in December. Today, <clears throat> we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. The one who's out of sheer love took on the likeness of a man, left his home in glory to come to this earth to die on a cross 
for the purpose of redeeming mankind. And brothers and sisters, because it is his birthday celebration, it is a birthday celebration, it seems like it has taken on the air of just another birthday. Are y'all hearing me? You know how you know how we treat birthdays. You know what we do on birthdays is that birthday is that day that 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 a person is celebrated. For that one day, we buy gifts, we buy balloons, we get a cake, we sing happy birthday, and treat them special for one day. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, that the celebration of Jesus for many in the world stops on his birthday. Are y'all hearing me? The truth of the matter is that there's a big party going on today. But after today, we'll treat it just like we treat everybody else's birthday. We'll, 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 we'll throw away the rest of the cake. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? We'll, we'll do all the things we need to do. And all at once, the birthday is gone. Somehow, my brothers and my sisters, somehow the celebration, the, 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 the celebration has been hijacked by the world of commercialism. And now the celebration is no longer about the birth, but the celebration is about the bottom line. As a result, as a result, as a result, we see a birthday celebration that extends all the way from Halloween to New Year's. Are y'all hearing me? Which is less and less about the birth of a savior. And more and more about the season itself. So it's easy. <clears throat> it's easy, church. It's easy to fall in step and chime in with all the cute phrases like Jesus is the reason for the season. And, and please you know, he is the reason for the season. But the whole truth is that Jesus is the reason for every season. Y'all hear me? We, we, we cannot confine him to just be a ruler over one season. He, when he created the whole world and everything belongs to him. I want you to know uh, whatever season you are in your life, Jesus is the reason for that season. The problem is, the problem is that most of the people who are into this grand celebration have no idea what or who it is that is being celebrated. And if they don't know who or what, they certainly have no idea why we have this great celebration. But I want to submit to you, I want to submit to you today on the, that cold night in Bethlehem where the angel made that glorious announcement to the shepherds 
watching over their sheep. I want to I submit to you today that the angel was not announcing the beginning of a new holiday tradition. Are y'all hearing me? I, I want to submit to you today that the angel was not yeah, 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 be, talking about the beginning of a new holiday season for the year. But that angel, the angel, this was an announcement of a new beginning for the world. Y'all need to hear me. This announcement that we only read about on Christmas was an announcement of a new beginning for the world that needed a new beginning. World that was filled. Here, here, here is a, a, a new beginning for a world yeah, filled with new possibilities. And yeah, yeah. For everybody who would believe and accept this wonderful gift from God. Here is a season. Here is a gift that is given to the world for all who would accept that gift. The world needed a new beginning. It was an announcement, not just for a season, but it was an announcement for a lifetime that would last throughout eternity. I need to tell you that in order to appreciate this announcement, you've got to understand the dark, gloomy condition that the world was in at the time. In order to understand the joy of what the angel said, you've got to understand how dark and how gloomy the world had grown and had gotten at that time. Read the Bible, read the Bible, and you will find that time and time again, God had been shut out by his own creation. Read the Bible. That's what the Bible is about. God was shut out by his own creation. He created man in his own image. And man, through sin, fell away from the very God that created him. Y'all follow me now. I'm trying to show you how dark the world really was. So man fell away from God who created. Now, now not only did he fall away by sin from God, yeah, the point came that God, he destroyed the world with a flood. Decided to start all over again with a man named Noah and his family. And yeah, started all over again. It wasn't long before mankind again became so corrupt. That God even repented for ever making a man. After that, he sent a man named Moses. He said, let me try this to get my man back. Send Moses with the law. All of those thou shalt nots and don't do this and don't do that. Sent Moses with the law trying to bring man back in check. But guess what man did with the law? He broke it. All of this is God trying to get man back to him. After that, tried something else. He sent the prophets. Sent the prophets to give instructions and to tell men how to live. Are y'all hearing me? He sent his prophets to try to bring his people back into a right relationship with him, but the prophets were ignored. And many of them were even put to death just for trying to get man back to God. So, here is a period between the New Testament 
and the Old Testament where God just shut up. <laughs> 400 years. Can you imagine? 400 years, God just shut up. 400 years, God was silent. Nobody heard anything from God in 400 years. You know, you, don't, you can't appreciate that, but can, yeah, yeah, can you imagine what it would be like for 400 years to never hear anybody talking about getting an answer to prayer? Can you imagine 400 years never hearing a testimony about what God has done for 400 years? God just shut up. Silence over the whole earth. It almost seemed like God had given up on his own creation. But after 400 years, <laughs> y'all ain't hearing this. After 400 years of hopelessness, after 400 years of silence, the silence is broken with this one announcement. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. Y'all ain't hearing me. See, y'all ain't shouting because y'all hear, hear from him every day. But if you had not heard from God in 400 years, you'd be shouting right now. After 400 years, fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Are y'all following me? For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Y'all hear me? I've tried everything else. Are y'all hearing me? I, I, I've tried the law. I've tried the prophets. I've done it. Y'all wouldn't hear none of that. So I, I, I just sit down and waited a while. And God wasn't sitting around trying to figure what he wanted to do. God knew from the beginning what he was going to do. So now, since everything else failed, what I'll do, I, I will send a Savior. I'll send my only begotten Son. Y'all hearing me? To die for the world. But I want to submit to you. I want to submit to you this morning that this is the same announcement that Paul is speaking of here in the book of Titus. And I like Paul. I like because Paul had had some experience. He had the opportunity to see the effect of this gift. He got a chance. So Paul is writing the same thing, but Paul adds some instruction to it. Paul reminds us, he reminds us that the arrival of Jesus was much more than a birth to be celebrated once a year. He reminds us that the birth of Jesus would bring about a permanent change in the lives of men. Somebody ought to say amen. Paul, Paul didn't just leave it with a birth. Paul began to talk about what the birth ought to mean in the lives of everyday men. Listen to what Paul said. Listen to how he says. Paul says, for the grace of God has appeared. Y'all hear me? You, you know what I'm talking about here. He, the grace of God has, God has extended grace 
from the beginning, but now it appears. Are y'all hearing me? From the very beginning, God has extended grace. He tried everything to bring man back to him. He was extending grace, but seemed like man wasn't getting it. So now his grace appears. That's what happened that, 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 that late that night when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The grace of God was in the flesh appearing. Read it now. Read it now. God had extended his grace from the beginning, yet, and, and now he appears in the flesh. That's the birth of Jesus. John said it like this. John said the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You can't shout if you can't make the thing. You got to tie this together. The word became flesh and walked among us. That was Jesus. Three things. Just want to show you three things that Paul points out about the coming of Jesus. Three things he points out, and we're going to go home. Three things that Paul points out about the coming of Jesus. And you, you need to see this. You need to know that it's more than just a celebration of a birth on one cold night. Paul points out to us yeah, that things ought to be different uh, yeah, once we know about his appearing. Look at the text there in Titus, right there in Titus. Yeah, the birth of Jesus. First of all, look at it. It was a gift to everybody. Y'all hearing me? I say it was a gift. It's right there in the text. The, yeah, yeah, it says it brings salvation to all people. Let me say it another way. For God so loved the world. Are y'all hearing me? That's everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I'm just trying to show you that it is for everybody. No longer was there a chosen people. <laughs> Y'all hear me? You see, that was a choice in the beginning, a chosen people. That didn't work. He came into his own and they received him not. No longer was there a particular chosen people. Now, 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 God did not renege on his promise to the Jews. But what he did in Jesus, now salvation is extended to all who would choose him. Y'all ain't hearing me. In the beginning, he chose a group of folk and called them his chosen people. Y'all remember? Yeah, these are my chosen people. And he said, I will bless everybody that blesses you. And I will curse everybody that curses you. But that didn't work. So now since I chose some and that didn't work, now I'll fix it so you got to choose me. Are y'all hearing me? I, I'm, I'm going to get this thing now so it won't be uh, me choosing somebody to fail me again. Now I'm opening this thing up for anybody who will choose. Are y'all who, who will believe on me? Who will choose me? And that's why I stand. That's why I stand up every Sunday. That's why I get up every time I get up saying if you will confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put you among those that have chosen him as Lord and Savior. I'm giving you a chance to choose him. 
You see, one thing I've learned is it really doesn't matter how great a gift is. Yeah, if it's given to you, it doesn't matter how, 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 much a, how, how great a gift is given to you. If you don't accept that gift, you'll never realize the value of it. I just said something like that. I said if you don't accept the gift, you will never realize the value of the gift. Second thing that Paul wants you and I to know, Paul, Paul right there from the right out of the word of God, Paul wants you and I to know that this gift, when received, is a life-changing gift. You want to know how you want how you how you can tell if somebody has really accepted that gift? Their life changes. Paul wants us to know that this lift, this gift, is a life-changing. Look at look at what word said. Paul says that yeah, it, the gift has appeared, and then look what he says. He said it trains us. To renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled and upright and lives, yeah, and godly lives. Are y'all hear me? It ain't just another birth. If you will accept this gift, it will change your life. Don't you tell me that you have received this wonderful gift that God has given the world and nothing in your life has changed. You want to know why we have such a hard time getting the world to believe this? Because they see so little change in us. Yeah, when the world looks at us, they are looking to see something different. Are y'all in the way you do things and the way I do things? Right. If I can come to church and still hate everybody, I might well stay here and hate everybody. Well. If I can come to church and still run everybody down and be a part of this thing and just, just, just do anything any kind of way to anybody. See, see, we, we've gotten hung up here. We've gotten hung up. Somehow, we have sort of hijacked this story and made it all about drinking and and, and, and cussing and running women. And all. No, no, no. It's about learning how to love your neighbor. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've hijacked this thing and make, make, make people feel like if you ain't doing it like I do it, if you ain't running up and down the aisles and jerking around and shouting and going, on, no, I'd much rather see somebody love their neighbor. Are y'all hearing me? Paul says, this thing is life-changing. Paul says, it causes us to live our lives in a different manner. People in time gone by say, used to say it like this, I got a new walk. Got a new talk. Got got a new attitude. Are y'all hearing me? Another place Paul said it like this, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. <clears throat> but then finally, y'all ain't shouting the words. Y'all to say shout right there. Finally. <laughs> y'all don't know when to shout. Finally. Yeah, I know. I know. You used to say, you used to be having three or four finalists, but this is the only finally today. <laughs> finally, 
Paul leaves us with our thought for the day. This gift from God, this gift of grace was not just for that cold night in Bethlehem. It's not just for a season, but take it right out of the book. It is a gift for this present age. Read it out of the book. Look what the book says. The book says that it is for this present world. Y'all hear me? It wasn't just for those shepherds that night. It, it wasn't just for the folk who were alive at that time. This announcement was for this present world. So, so as I come to an end, I want to invite all of you who have received, all who have received this wonderful gift. I, I want to invite you, if you have received a gift, I want you to invite you to help me carry this wonderful gift beyond this season. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody can do it for a season. Everybody can testify for a season. Everybody can sing for a season. But let me invite the children of God who are serious about this thing. Help me carry it beyond the season. Yes, yes, I know there's some things we, we have to change. We have to do something. Go on and take your lights down. Go on and take your tree down. Go on away. Throw away the wrapping paper. Dispose of your gifts. Go on and slide them under bed with all the rest of the gifts you got. <laughs> Ain't used yet. Go ahead and do whatever you need to do. But hold on to the spirit. Are <laughs> oh, y'all hearing me? Hold on to the spirit of Christmas because Jesus came. What Jesus came to do for us, he didn't come for a season. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say the thing that Jesus came to do for you and I was not ceaseless. You see, my brothers and my sisters, he didn't come to show us his love for a season. But he came as an expression of his love throughout all eternity. Y'all ain't hearing me. He expressed that love by, first of all, coming to this dark world. But that ain't the end of the story. He lived a life just like you and I. Yet he did not sin. Are y'all hearing me? He healed the sick and he raised the dead. Are y'all hearing me? That's why he came into this world uh, to show us how we ought to treat each other. Yeah. But I thank God that it didn't end with that season. Yeah. Because uh, there came a time in his life when he had to fulfill his purpose. At that time, he picked up an old rugged cross, put it on his shoulder, marched up the hill called Calvary. Are y'all hearing me? They stretched him wide and he never said a word. They nailed his hand and he never said a word. You want to know what Christmas is all about? It's about the fact that he died. He died. He died. Yes, he was born. But he was born to die on an old red cross. But that ain't the end of the story. He died on the cross, laid him in a tomb, but that ain't the end of the story. The Bible says that it was early Sunday morning that he got up, he got up, 
Somebody help me to carry it beyond Christmas. Carry it all year long. Yes, I thank God for the spirit. I thank God for the gifts. But I need to let you know something. If I don't get a thing, if nothing is under the tree, God is already blessed me enough. I'm glad. I'm glad that I can proclaim that I am happy. I am happy with Jesus alone. No poor and deserted. Thank God that I can say I'm happy. I'm happy with Jesus. Somehow. got to carry it beyond the season. Somehow. Don't expect the world to do it. Don't expect the world to do it. The church, those who are called by his name, somehow we've got to carry this beyond the season. We've got to come to a point, children of God, I learned this, you know, the older I get, the more I realize. More I, I realize that, that, that there's just nothing to want. <laughs> don't, don't really need, don't, don't really need, I, I realize that, that there's nothing when you're happy with Jesus. <laughs> my, my children are talking about getting me a new chair. I told them, don't y'all bother my chair. What's wrong with my, my, my chair? I'm happy with Jesus. Oh, my brothers and sisters, live. There's nothing so precious as Jesus.